Well, welcome in, everybody, to the nation's college basketball show. It must be time to ramp up for March because we are back. We are back. And from coast to coast, we are ready to talk about college hoops, the greatness that is the college game, the purity, yes, I'm using that word, of the one-and-done postseason in the NCAA tournament, which we're building towards uh, and coming up to see what's going to happen uh, in March. We already know that that's all going to be in Indianapolis, the home of the NCAA. We're anxious to cover all of that. I am merely your somewhat competent, somewhat lucid, somewhat rested host, TJ Reeves, fresh off of one of my other work duties that is now concluded where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S, go Bucks, have won the Super Bowl. We've done all the celebrating, at least for now, that we can do here in the short term as we come to you on College Basketball Coast to Coast. So what do I got to focus in on? I got to focus in on some college hoops. And who better to help me than my man uh, out of the ATL who knows the college hoops backwards, forwards, upside down in any language, in any version. Mr. Tate's take, Tate's take hoops uh, is Deshaun Tate out of Atlanta. If I'm going to kick back off with college basketball coast to coast, I need guidance. I need help. I need somebody to keep me in the middle of the road. That would be you, Deshaun Tate. Much love. How are you? A lot of attention, but uh, really proud of you and happy for you to get your, uh, your win with the uh, Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. And uh, I'm excited to talk some college basketball, man. Yeah, that's what it is all about. And again, I need somebody to make sure that I know what's what, what's where with the college game, with the full understanding. All right, we're still in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. It has drastically affected every facet of life and sports. And Deshaun, we can't count. We, we have lost track of how many major college programs have had to pause and unpause, et cetera. Quick general comment here from you. It's made scheduling a nightmare. It's made keeping up with this a, night, a, a nightmare. But by the same token, we're getting some basketball. We should be happy with some or with most, should we not? Yeah, no, we definitely should. And to know that we're going to at least have an NCAA tournament, not quite sure about conference tournaments yet, but the big part, which is, you know, what everybody plays for. Everybody's been working all off season and so forth, not to hang conference championship banners and so forth, but to do it on a national level and, Obviously, that's very important, but we've seen so many pauses, even at the top, where you have some of these Gonzagas and Baylors and Michigans, Villanovas, Virginias, the defending national champions. All of these different teams have had pauses in the middle, uh, and I know that there's probably going to be a lot of other institutions that are on the outside looking in, and they're going to blame COVID, but guess what? That's no excuse because there's COVID in Spokane, there's COVID in Waco, there's COVID everywhere, so... No excuses necessary. Yeah, it's been involved with Villanova and Philadelphia. It's been involved with Michigan and Ann Arbor. I'm in the state of Florida, uh, not the state of confusion, not the state of delirium, but the state of Florida. And, and Florida State has been on pause, and they've got one of the best teams in the country, and they've not been able uh, to play. We know uh, that program after program has had to wait. We're going to talk, as you mentioned, about Baylor in Waco having to wait um, over and over and over again. Uh, with this to try to be safe and to try to play. All right, so with that as the backdrop, and by the way, I should have mentioned this as we came in on the program, however you found us, through a social media link, et cetera, subscribe to College Basketball Coast to Coast on Apple Podcasts. Find us there. Hear the show on TuneIn, uh, streaming on TuneIn through the sports uh, links that we're going to put up there. Uh, the TuneIn mobile app is free. Uh, again, we'll put the social media link out where you can find College Basketball Coast to Coast 
as we march towards March, as I like to say, we'll come, we'll come to you at least a couple of times a week until we get to the month of March, and then we're going to go full bore into the greatest month of the year, I believe, in sports, especially with college hoops. They own the month of March and the madness and the mayhem. So we'll get into all of that. All right, so I'm going to hit you with this, Mr. Tate's take. Um, we know up at the top that there are a couple of teams, Gonzaga out of the West Coast Conference, Baylor, a Baylor right now on COVID-19 pause. Give me a quick uh, update, please. Baylor has not played since when, and they're going to be off for how long? What's it looking like? Yeah, Baylor hasn't played since last Tuesday at the beginning of February, and uh, they're on a, a five-game, I guess, hiatus, if you will, and five po- five consecutive games postponed. When they get Oklahoma State on the 20th, they'll be bringing in Kate Cunningham, who's expected to be the number one pick in June's NBA draft. But uh, they haven't played since last Tuesday uh, against, uh, at that time, ranked number six, Texas. So they've got quite a few games, I guess, to get themselves together, I guess, just kind of uh, to to tighten up on some loose screws and to dot all the lowercase I's and and, uh, cross all their T's off. Again, uh, you know, as I mentioned, Gonzaga – Baylor, Michigan was rolling. They've had to be on pause. They're going to be coming back to play. Give me who's legit right now. I mean, uh, we we would say Gonzaga, yes. We would say Baylor. Michigan, we don't know because they've been stale for like two or three weeks, what they're going to have coming off the layoff. Villanova had to go through the same thing. Who else is legit? Do you have another team or two, Deshaun? Yeah, I mean, a team that's really been playing probably as well as any in the country uh, has been Ohio State, you know, uh, surprisingly enough, I guess, making yourself into another top four in another sport. But with those rankings just recently coming out and they've got some really good wins. They're playing in arguably or inarguably, I guess, the toughest conference in the country. Uh, so they've got some wins under their belt and uh, they've been really making some noise. Uh, Illinois has played themselves in position to uh, now they're a top 10 ranked team and they've got, you know, they're led by some really good teams, some really good players, AO DeSumo and Kofi Coburn. Uh, and, and Texas is slowly moving up as well. Missouri in the in the SEC after beating Alabama is looking pretty good. And last but certainly not least, you got the defending national champs in Virginia, who we really weren't sure who the best team was all the way up until the last week or two uh, in the ACC. But clearly, Virginia is showing that they're separating themselves from everybody else. Okay, so I want to step back here uh, for a second and talk about Alabama. You mentioned Missouri beating Alabama. I would have said to you, because I've watched them a couple of times, two or three times, that when they were rolling along that LSU game in Baton Rouge when they were raining in all the threes, they they looked legit at that point. We all know what can happen going around to later on in uh, in March. Since then, they have really struggled in the loss at Oklahoma. I, I know they had a great scoring run at the end of the Missouri game, but they were awful for a lot of that game offensively. Been nowhere near the dynamic offense that Nate Oates had before. Is Alabama legit or not? What say you? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're legit. Depends on what we're talking about here. If we're talking about a national championship contender, I'm not willing to go that far, nor am I some of those tired fans that are going around screaming that they're not just a football institution. I'm not willing to go that far. But uh, in terms of what they've put into place, I mean, Nate Oates, I think that they they really peaked a little early 
Uh, they've come off of a couple different uh, losses here recently, but they're still really tough because they are very experienced. John Petty, who came in with Colin Sexton and was expected to be a one and done with him. Now he's into his fourth year. They're one of the better three point shooting teams in the country. Uh, and then you have a uh, and then you have Quinterly in the backcourt. When he plays, this team looks like they add a different element to their game. Everybody raves about Herb Jones. I mean, they are a really, really good team. I just think that in some cases, uh, you know, they need to be a little bit better on the defensive end and be a little bit more balanced because when they're hitting threes and those shots are falling, they're tough to beat. But you live by the three, you die by the three. And uh, that's not always a good recipe for uh, for for um, for success, especially in the NCAA tournament, because if you're not hot, then that doesn't do you well. Not sustained success. And you got to have multiple guys that can make the threes, which they do, but they've gone cold at times. Herb Jones is their best rebounder on the inside and watching him. They rely heavily on him. Now, at the time that we're taping, and I'm going to say this a couple more times throughout college basketball, coast to coast, uh, again, as you hear from Deshaun Tate, I'm TJ Reeves. We're going to be here this week. We're going to be here later this week with another fresh show before the weekend. We're going to be here all the way through March and everything happening, whether you found us on a social media link, et cetera. So uh, qualifying it, we're hearing, we're talking about this, and we're knowing that Alabama plays South Carolina Tuesday night in Columbia, a South Carolina team that, by the way, beat Florida at Florida recently. That will not be an easy game. You may already know, audience, the result of that game. Deshaun and I don't know the result of that game. Alabama had been 10-0 in Southeastern Conference play before they lost to Missouri. So that's a dangerous game with South Carolina. Uh, Again, the qualifier on that. And then Alabama after that, a team, again, that was being projected maybe as high as a two-seed a couple of weeks ago before the losses to Oklahoma and uh, and also now to Missouri. Alabama slated to play Georgia. And again, with COVID-19, we don't know if games get paused, get moved. They're supposed to play Georgia at home Saturday. So that's Alabama's week at the moment on paper. South Carolina Tuesday, Georgia on Saturday uh, for the Crimson Tide. Uh, Michigan is another team. Uh, would you put them in the category of legit right now with the understanding you're a Michigan State guy and asking you to mm-hmm. compliment Michigan? Is mm-hmm. almost, it's almost like uh, asking us to, co- to compliment the communist Chinese. Uh, it, I mean, these, we, we don't get along, right? There's a lot that just don't get along. Um, sure. Michigan, they've been on pause, but they were what, 13 and one, something like that before they went on pause, unbeaten in the Big Ten, correct? Would you have them in the category of legit right now, or you don't know because they have been in mothballs for two or three weeks because of COVID-19? I mean, I'd say that it's definitely legit. I mean, they had one of the more easier non-conference schedules, and so far, one of the more easier uh, Big Ten schedules, if there's even a such thing. But the bulk of their better games is not going to come until after they return from their COVID break. I mean, sure, they've got their wins against Northwestern when they were ranked. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Purdue, all still pretty good teams and only one loss to Minnesota as well. But when they return, they have to go to Wisconsin. They have to also play Rutgers. Uh, I think they have to may have to make up that game against Illinois, who's right there at the top of the Big Ten as well. Don't forget Ohio State's in that conversation. Michigan State looks like they stink, but they're in desperation mode, and it's a rivalry game. So Michigan is going to have their hands full. I think the difference maker for Michigan has been nobody really questioned exactly who Juwan Howard was from a recruiting standpoint, but X's and O's in that clipboard, we weren't sure. Well, now I think we have the answer to that question. Him being that guy and that coach that I really believe – Everybody thought that maybe Penny Hardaway or Patrick Ewing might be. I think the most impressive part isn't necessarily what 
Juwan Howard has been able to put together in Ann Arbor at his uh, alma mater, but more so how he's been able to do it. And I think that that's why they are very deserving to be in the spot that they are. They are legit. Hunter Dickinson, the big guy, has played well, averaging 15 a game. And again, Michigan went on pause and missed their Indiana game. The rematch with Northwestern, they won the home game. They were supposed to play them at Evanston. The home game with Illinois, all of those have been paused. And again, as it stands right now, the Wolverines are supposed to be back on Sunday at Wisconsin. And some of those games, Indiana, Northwestern, and Illinois, we just got to stay tuned, Deshaun. They're going to get made up, and you might be playing three games in a week, three games in four or five days to try to make up games. Michigan's going to have to go through that, trying to, trying to wade through the Big Ten regular season schedule real quick, right? Yeah, they definitely are. And that's where it'll be interesting because while it looks like Michigan has set themselves apart, like we were just talking about the ACC and SEC, some of these other conferences where it's like we never really know who the best team is. And maybe part of that is because the conference is so bad. Well, that's the same case as far as the Big Ten, but it's also because the Big Ten is so good. So it's going to be difficult. And that's why I'm kind of intrigued to see what the how the NCAA is going to see this thing, because it's like, how do we know who to put the stock into kind of reminds me of SEC football to an extent, but so far Michigan has set themselves apart. And I think that is going to be interesting to see with the bulk of their games. Also a lot of them being on the road, exactly what Michigan is made of. All right. Big 12. We've not talked about yet on college basketball, coast to coast, Kansas, a team out of the top 25 right now that suffered a couple of losses, took a loss on the weekend. They bounced back. Uh, and then defeated Oklahoma State on Monday night at the time that we're talking. Uh, Texas Tech and West Virginia are up there uh, in the Big 12 uh, standings. They're in the top 25, both in the top 15 for what it's worth right now. Tuesday night, again, at the time that we are taping, we don't know the result of the rematch. Texas Tech in Lubbock hosting West Virginia. This was a, a West Virginia uh, one-point win in Morgantown a couple of weeks ago. They had a last a moment shot, and then Matt McClung, the transfer from Georgetown, missed the potential game winner for Texas Tech. Red Raiders and uh, Mountaineers, Kansas kind of lurking. I know you've mentioned Kate uh, Cunningham's name from Oklahoma State. Give me a little Big 12 flavor here, and we're intrigued on that outcome for Texas Tech and West Virginia that you and I don't know. But is somebody legit in the Big 12? Well, I'm asking about legit. Yeah, I think so. I think that the team is Texas Tech, and I know a lot of people are putting asterisks by their name because they didn't necessarily have the most impressive wins uh, prior to playing Oklahoma and maybe beating Texas as well. But they've got some losses on their uh, resume as well, that being Houston, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Baylor, West Virginia. Granted, while they are good teams, they are also teams that Texas Tech is in position to have beaten. And the last time we've seen a national championship game, they were playing in it. So the expectations are still high. Now, as far as West Virginia goes, they've probably got the toughest week, let alone five next five games of anybody. Two of those next five, and trust me, all five are brutal. That is at Texas Tech and then a home game against Oklahoma. That's also followed by, I think, two games against Baylor and then somebody else. So they've got murderers row for sure. Uh, And Huggy Bear's got his hands full uh, as well. But Miles McBride. And one thing we Um, should add, Baylor is supposed to come back off of COVID. We don't know next week what it looks like. But that, I mean, you're right. I mean, to play, what did you say, Texas Tech, then who, then Baylor? Texas Tech, Oklahoma, uh, two back-to-backs with Baylor, and then I think there's another team in there somewhere (laughs) that's ranked 
for sure in the top 25. So uh, definitely murders row. Uh, but you know what? I'm I'm not sure if there's anybody that really separates themselves in that conference either outside of Baylor. Uh, Texas is one that I really believe in. I know a lot of people are going to give them crap because they're probably on a two, three game win streak after returning back from, uh, from COVID protocol and so forth where the head coach was out. Uh, but I'll tell you this much. I am one that definitely believes that Texas is a team that can make a deep run. I think that they have everything all across the board that is needed. They have the coaching. They have the depth. They have the athleticism. They have the shooters. They have the experience, three guard offenses and so forth. Uh, I just think that they have exactly what it takes to potentially win a national championship, definitely to go to the final four. But as you know, much of that we won't know until Selection Sunday when those brackets are released. Voice of Deshaun Tate, he's at Tate's Take Hoops on Twitter. I love Tate's Take. Uh, you can check him out as well um, via the uh, platforms on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, as well as Twitter with anything having to do with college basketball. And he also dabbles in the NBA, but we got him here on college basketball, coast to coast, talking to college hoops. Texas, Kansas State is Tuesday night uh, in the Big 12. And again, the Big 12 is going to come around um, quicker with a lot more games upcoming because you mentioned COVID-19, et cetera, et cetera. Texas uh, will also be slated to play. I'm, I'm double checking here next. Um, it looks like on Sunday, I believe. No, actually on Saturday, Texas uh, playing TCU uh, at home, again, all things being equal, and they end up uh, playing these games. Uh, we'll find out on that. Um, all right, so you want to have some fun with a little in or out? I think we should do that officially on college basketball coast to coast right now. Who's in, in. or out, out for the big dance in March? All right, let's get after it, my friend. Deshaun Tate, roll up the sleeves figuratively here. We got to figure out who's in and who's out. Duke Blue Devils, again, qualifying for the upteenth time. They're playing Notre Dame Tuesday afternoon at the time that Deshaun and I have been taping this edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast and putting it out wherever you're hearing us on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, uh, etc. We don't know that result. Duke defeated Notre Dame the first time in South Bend. Right now, is Duke in or out? What would say you, if you bang the gavel, yay or nay, Duke in or out? No, I don't think Duke is in. Uh, at 500 or just short, or just barely over 500, coming off of a loss not long ago against Miami, I don't think that that really helps them out very much. I don't think I can show too much love. Now, they have some opportunity to kind of make up for that. Right now, I do not have the Blue Devils in. One thing I think will help them after they get a couple wins is uh, I I think that the namesake will help them a little bit. Uh, But it's going to be very, very hard for some people to kind of watch March Madness without Duke being in it. It's been so long. And North Carolina beat them on Saturday night in what was a great back-and-forth game. Carolina led by double figures in the first half. Then Duke tied them. Then Carolina led again by like eight or nine, and Duke tied them. And then North Carolina won the game. We will say this over and over again like a broken record. When the committee is evaluating you, they will point to games, you know, 50-50 games, games against other bubble teams, and say, look right at you. How did you do in that game? Did you win that game or not? And was the game secondarily at home, or was it on the road, or was it a neutral floor? That's a home game with North Carolina, and they didn't get it done. And they're only 500 right now uh, for Duke. And again, that game coming uh, Tuesday, the Blue Devils to play NC State on Saturday. Again, all things being equal. But Coach K, 
uh, right now at only five and five, and, and North Carolina needed that win. Do you have North Carolina in or out at the moment? Uh, Tar Heels uh, able to get that win at Cameron. They lost their their Monday night game was postponed due to COVID-19. Don't know when it'll be made up. Right now, North Carolina 7-4 and four in the ACC. You got them in? Real quick, I want to say this real fast before we get out of sure. the topic of Duke. I really am a believer, TJ, that if Duke is severely threatened by not getting to the NCAA tournament, I think in advance Coach K will pull his team uh, from being participants in the NCAA tournament, to be honest with you. And I don't know if he'll blame it on COVID or not. I just hope that he's a little bit better than that. Outside of that, uh, as far as North Carolina, I have to Just to underscore that, you believe if they lose a couple of more games, and this is not so far-fetched, they're a private school, their women's program already bailed on the whole season, never played a game, I believe. You believe if they lose a couple of more times and it's rather obvious they're not going to be in the NCAA tournament, that they will just cease? I don't know that I go along with that, but that's what you're saying. That's not only what I'm saying, but I'm also saying that if this was a team that had been winning games and you had that Zion and some of those better teams, I don't think that that would be an issue. I think that it would be a decision that's made by Coach K and it would come down from there. Now, as far as North Carolina goes, uh, North Carolina, I have them in right now, but I don't have them as a lock. Still enough games to be played to see exactly where they will be. I love De'Ron Sharp. I love R.J. Davis. Outside of that, I don't love a lot about the Tar Heels being a team that year after uh, finishing last in the ACC, they don't look very much better than they did then. And I don't think that helps them much. They are slated, but I don't think they're a lock at all. Pardon me. They are slated North Carolina to play at Virginia in an enormous resume. If I can say it correctly, enormous resume building game for them at Charlottesville. That will be Saturday night. Um, that would help them. Again, the game with Miami will be made up at some point uh, in the next mix coming where they play Virginia Tech, North Carolina we're talking about, at home. They also play Louisville. So there's some opportunities for North Carolina as well, and they're in a better position right now at 7-4. and four. You scan down that massive ACC standings board, and you got to look way down to see Duke uh, for right now. now. I don't know how much a Notre Dame uh, win would help them midweek. It might help them some. Uh, we'll see. Also on the in or out, uh, Kansas uh, right now, we were talking about this. They got the big win over Oklahoma State. You have them comfortably in, even though they're not in the top 25. Real quick. Yeah, I definitely have Kansas comfortably in for right now. I'm just got too many really good wins on their resume. When you start talking about Creighton, who's a tournament team, West Virginia, Texas Tech, all of those. And I think that they've got more wins coming. The problem is that there's probably going to be more losses coming as well because this is just not a typical year, let alone a typical Kansas team. But for right now, I do have them in as a lock. I think that the conference they play in and the wins that they have are quality. And so many years, Kansas has has just dominated the Big 12 and won the regular season. It does not look like it's going to happen this year between Texas and West Virginia and Texas Tech and Oklahoma being in front of them. Doesn't look like the case. All right, few moments left on college basketball coast-to-coast in this edition. Again, we'll be back with one on a weekend preview later on. We're in the midweek with these games. Drake... Uh, And the Loyola Chicago team that we saw in the final four a few years ago, not the same players, but the same program. Very interesting in the Missouri Valley. I know you want to say we do this coast to coast and keep up with as much as we can. Keep an eye on those two teams and they're going to play each other quickly twice this weekend coming, right? 
That is correct. Back-to-back games, both of them at Drake, just coming off of uh, an undefeated up to that point, but uh, ended up losing. And then you've got a uh, a Loyola team that I think is on, what, like a 10-game win streak. So they're rolling. Still got a couple of those guys from the Final Four run a couple years ago, most notably Cameron Crutwig, the big man in the middle. He's taken over. Uh, and Mr. Moser is still up to Mr. Moser things over there at Loyola. So they're grinding, they're pounding away, and they're, uh, they're, they made themselves into a top 25 team, currently number 22, and they're just still trying to climb the charts. And keep in mind now, over the weekend, Drake was undefeated, beat Valparaiso. Deshaun, I know you know this, but for the audience, they beat Valparaiso on Saturday. And here we go with the COVID makeup stuff where the Valley is trying to play two games, same site, back-to-back days. They had to play Valpo again on Sunday in the same site um, and and lost, and lost 74-57 for their first loss of the year. Loyola Chicago won on Sunday to improve to 12-1 and one in the Missouri Valley. Quick answer, are they both in right now? If the tournament were to start today, would Tate's take have both Valpo, or I'm sorry, both Loyola Chicago and Drake in the tournament? Yes? No, I don't think so. I don't think Drake has done enough. I think that they're going to have to win their conference tournament. Loyola may be a different conversation, and I think going to the Final Four not long ago actually helps them. Uh, but they've actually had some, maybe not most notable wins, but they have played a schedule that is halfway decent, at least being willing to play at Wisconsin. That was a close one, uh, as well as at Richmond, who started out the season very good as well. When you start talking about teams that are in and out, I'm just glad that you didn't mention my Spartans because right now they are nowhere near being in wow. and uh, they're on the same, on the same way. Are we seriously, uh, are we seriously talking about no Duke? We haven't mentioned Kentucky mm-hmm. who's awful. Tennessee beat them on the weekend. They're not getting in unless they get an automatic bid. That's hard to say that. That, that sentence doesn't go with the name John Calipari, but that's where it is right now. We're going to have no Duke. We're going to have no North Carolina. You got Kansas as a question mark. You got UCLA struggling, right, out west in the Pac-12, and, and Michigan State struggling. Could we have an NCAA tournament with none of those teams, Deshaun? Are you kidding me I think that real that, quick? I think it's a slight possibility, but I think that it is a possibility. It's crazy just the fact that it is a possibility. Uh, I can't tell you the last time that the five teams between Duke, Carolina, Kansas – UCLA, Kentucky, all of these teams are not in the top 25. I can tell you. Are you ready? Neither one of us were born. I can tell you. I can tell you. It's 1961 is the last time for Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, and Kansas to not be in there. And that may be UCLA as well. John F. Kennedy was the president. Black and white TV. Well, I mean, it's crazy that none of them are in the top 25, but that's the case. Uh, right now but you don't have UCLA UCLA and Mick Cronin they got to get some wins uh, out west in the Pac-12 hey final thought final moment here Deshaun take final thought we got some interesting games uh, both Tuesday uh, and Wednesday that we're talking and we're previewing uh, midweek Iowa in action with Rutgers at home a Tennessee team that beat Kentucky on the weekend playing Georgia Wednesday night at home Villanova Marquette uh, something to watch just midweek here, one final thought here in the final minute on college basketball coast to coast. Yeah, those are the ones that are going to be very intriguing. Probably Iowa, who not long ago was a top four, top five team, and now making their all the way, all the way down to 15. They got Rutgers. That's going to be tough. At Michigan State, who's fighting for their lives right now, played last week, and that was a tight one. So we'll, I'm really interested to see what they can do defensively and how they can get things together a little bit more uh, to try and solidify themselves as a uh, tournament team.
And, and that Iowa team losing to Ohio State at home in a wild high-scoring game, then lost to Indiana. They got to try to regroup here uh, midweek. They're still a tournament team with Luca Garza, but we'll find out. Deshaun Tate, excellent job. Promote away on where they can find you, social media and otherwise, with your podcast, your live stream show. Go ahead, fire away. Thank. Oh, of course, where basketball lives. That is at Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. And uh, anywhere that you can find your favorite podcast in terms of where you go find Tate's Take. We've been having some really good guests, really good content. Never know who's coming up next. So just go and uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yep, find it on the podcast. Find him on Facebook as well under Tate's Take Hoops, YouTube, uh, et cetera. Love me some Deshaun Tate. Hang in there, brother. We're going to get there. We're going to get there for March and all the madness and the mayhem. I appreciate you kicking it off with me here on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, TJ. Great stuff from Deshaun Tate. Again, if you found us on a social media link, subscribe on Apple Podcast. Find us on TuneIn as well with College Basketball Coast to Coast. I should have said earlier, find the channel Tag Sports Group, T-A-G, Tag Sports Group. That's the TuneIn channel this show streams on. If you're you're hearing the show, uh, go find it uh, on TuneIn for free. Download their mobile app for free. Find that channel, Tag Sports Group, and we're all good. For now, we're done midweek. We'll get ready to preview on the weekend. It's happening in college hoops. We'll do our best to cover it, talk about it, and more. For Deshaun Tate, I am merely TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us on College Basketball Coast to Coast.